Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with our Royal Rumble preview extravaganza. We're going to be going all in on the show for this Saturday night with our thoughts, predictions, everything in between. And before we get going, let's introduce the star of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm excited for the Rumble. This is always a fun event. Um, you know, and we got lots of things that could potentially happen. We got a lot. Or we'll officially be on the road to WrestleMania after this. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. And Jordan, what's happening out in the Midwest? Just getting uh, ready for some sign pointing this weekend. And uh, Royal, <laughs> Royal Rumble is always like, it, I mean, it's my favorite thing every year. It's my favorite match every year. And last year being such a disappointment really killed my excitement for WrestleMania out of the gate. So hoping for bigger and better things this weekend. Blame Shane. Hashtag blame Shane. Exactly. You know, we, for at least another week, we dodged Vince taking back over creative. So we are getting a Triple H booked Royal Rumble, which is awesome. Uh I, I think it's going to be good, man. We do got to address real quick. We're not sure where Marco is at. We sent out the, uh, did the normal setup for the show and we haven't seen him. So hopefully he's here sooner than later. Yeah. We got the open invite for him to jump in, um, to jump in, you know, if he shows up a little bit later on. So listen up, we may have to hit the Royal Rumble countdown for Marco to, uh, <laughs> make his big entrance on the show later on. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be an awesome, awesome weekend of wrestling, and we're looking forward to uh, discussing all the matches tonight. want to remind you guys, this show is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your purchases over there. Uh, it's kind of like the calm before the storm right now. Chinese New Year's about to hit, so there's not a whole lot of new figures hitting in the next month and a half or so. Um, so you guys can feel free to... Uh, th- this is a good time to, to catch up on some of the figures you may have put off buying the last couple months. Uh, we want to remind you guys also to support the pod foundation. Sheena, tell them who all can be found on, on the pod. So you can find all of our pod brethren over at pod foundation on Instagram. It's the extra cooler show. We have the turnbuckle tavern and coming down the aisle, um, alongside with the chick Foley show that gives you all the wrestling content that you need for the week. Uh, we're all just putting, putting stuff out there and it's a little bit of everything from the wrestling world. So check us out at pod foundation on Instagram. And Sheena, tell us what's new on the farm. Uh, I think last week I was talking about, you know, just like garden planting and I ordered seeds. I actually ordered what's called a soil blocker um, today. A soil block? What, it blocks the soil? <laughs> no. It, yes, it actually does. It's It literally makes soil blocks for you to be able to plant your seeds in. So instead of using like what's called plug trays, which are like those trays you would typically see with like a bunch of little holes so you can like fill with dirt and put your seeds in, um, this just like it's a little mold and you plug it down into the soil, like your potting soil, and then you punch it out and it creates perfect little blocks of soil so that you can just put your, your seed right in and transplant them out into the garden whenever, uh, whenever you're ready. So we're, we're in hardcore garden planting mode. This is my first year being able to like start from seeds. Last year we got in here and, you know, we didn't get here till April and then I, I didn't really start planting anything till May. So that's kind of a late start in the garden world per se. So I just kind of threw some stuff out there. We had a really good fruitful garden last year, but I'm really taking the time to like plan things out and trying to maximize and capitalize on, on the garden this year. You know, it's only a little over two months until Jordan's here for WrestleMania weekend. So, you know, don't yeah. forget to keep adding to his work list. Oh, don't worry. I have, have, remember we get, the, we got a cattle panel. We got to go pick up and we got to, so I'm going to making another trellis. So we already have trellises over our beds that we made out of 
cattle panels that we can like, you know, do vertical gardening with. And uh, we're going to need, we're going to need a strong, a, some strong, tall. A, a tall, strong back to help us bend <laughs> this other cattle panel over and <laughs> push it down into the bed. So yeah, <laughs> already, already got the chore list started for, uh, for some nice thick leather gloves. Jordan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be sure to remember that. And some, and some work boots. <laughs> um, tell them about the new Instagram account. Oh yeah. So I, um, I have a, just a homestead account. It's at Penny Acre Backyard Farm. I, right now I'm just kind of cataloging, you know, how we kind of ended up here and things like that, but I'm going to document like our full first calendar year here on the homestead. So if you're interested in that kind of thing or, you know, raising chickens, we have goats, we're going to be adding to our livestock. And some uh, turkeys, yeah, possibly over, rabbits. Mm-hmm over this year. So if you want to keep up with what we're doing uh, on our little backyard farm, uh, you can go to at Penny Acre Backyard Farm. It's linked in the bio of the Chick Foley, uh, of the Chick Foley Instagram page. Jordan, I know you guys are kind of from the, the bread basket of America, man, but you know, I, I think it's safe to call you guys uh, city slickers, man. Is, is Ari and Zoe ready for what they're going to be uh, coming into here in Tennessee when they accompany you on WrestleMania weekend? No, they're not. And quite honestly, I'm not sure if I am because the last time I was there, all you guys had was chickens and chicks. I just That's had expanded a, a lot. I just had to carry a 400 pound coop across the yard, but <laughs> that was really it last time. Like, dude, I'm not oh. sure I'm ready yet. Uh, I know you guys are going to be here. You guys are going to be here at the end of March. Uh, It'll still be pretty like brown and, you know, sad. You guys are going to have to plan a trip to come out like the end of summer um, when the garden is like popping, dude. Our our backyard is so lush. It's like so green with like, you know, vegetation. It's just, it's the best. So yeah, definitely plan a trip to come out here during all that. Yeah. When it's a hundred degrees out. Yeah. That's exactly what I (laughs) look forward. Tennessee heat. I, you know, like I said, at Virginia heat, I thought when we moved from Hawaii where it was like, you know, it, it got, it, yeah, day. it got hot in Hawaii. I'm not going to lie, but it was like, you always had trade winds. It just never felt like oppressive heat. Then I got to Virginia and I was like, man, it's freaking hot here. I totally didn't. I totally took for granted that we had, we were being we away lived, from the ocean. We lived like five minutes difference. from the ocean. So, you know, we still had like the, the ocean breeze coming over and we still thought it was hot. When we moved to freaking Tennessee where it is landlocked. I've never felt this kind of heat in my life. Like it, oh man. Remember Jordan, that day we went fishing after NWA Always Ready? Yeah, it was like 125 degrees outside. I felt yeah, like I was we could melting. literally fish for like four minutes. It was so fucking hot. Yeah, the, the sun is out to kill you. It is literally a murderous like vessel. Remember when Jordan was here last time, we were still unpacking the house. We still mm-hmm. had the just ghetto couches in the living room. Oh we yeah, didn't that's have the right. New couch set up yet. Oh yeah, we didn't have hardly any decorations I don't think this, or this anything. This room wasn't set up. Remember mm-hmm. we did the podcast in the dining room. That's right. And, uh, yeah, so looking forward to you guys coming out, man. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. Yeah, they're coming out. I don't know if we mentioned, but they're coming out for WrestleMania weekend. Is that what you said or did? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, I think that's about it for housekeeping. You guys ready to get into the Rumble? Let's roll. Do it. Now let's get ready to Rumble. All right. So, yeah, like Jordan mentioned, he was in the house last year for that super disappointing, at least the men's Rumble. I thought it was a pretty good event. Yeah. Uh, outside of the men's rumble, but it was just a letdown. Uh, different feel for the rumble this year. We only got five matches. Feels like the last four or yeah. five years, they've really been giving us like a full pay-per-view card on top of the two rumbles, but only five announced matches right now. We'll see if a few other things get added on, but this kind of goes in line with Triple H's theory that he doesn't think any pay-per-view should go past about four hours in length, and really three hours is kind of the sweet spot they aim for. So uh, should be a pretty easily digestible card this Saturday night. Let's start off with the women's championship match. We're going to be seeing Bianca Belair going up against Alexa Bliss. You know, what's your thoughts on this matchup? 
Um, I don't, I mean, it's going to be a good match. I don't think there's any way that Alexa is going to take down Bianca. Um, they're, they're really kind of leading us to believe that Alexa is going down the dark path to, to join up with Bray Wyatt at some point. So it really doesn't make sense for her to take the title at this point. Um, you know, but in kayfabe, uh, Bianca is going to wreck Alexa. Let's be real. Yeah. Jordan, what have you felt about kind of the Bray Alexa teases so far, man? Are you, are you digging it? What, what's, what's your feelings on it? I mean, dude, it just, it ended so poorly with that WrestleMania match. I don't, I don't know how wild I am about seeing them together again, but I mean, it, it kind of looks like that's the path we're headed down. Um, but yeah, I'm with. They you. must have something. They must have something planned for them that they never got to like fully see come to. Because we never got any payoff life. on that. Was there any yeah. explanation given for why she showed up with Castro spraying out of her forehead? Mm-hmm. No, it was no, it wasn't at all. So I mean, they must have something you know that was left over, or something that they really plan on doing. The fact that they rolled it back and they're going back to it, I mean, surely to God they got something dialed up, right? Oh, yeah, say if that. Ray, I, I think the big indicator on this match, because I could see Bianca losing and putting Bianca back in chase mode to give her another WrestleMania moment, um, maybe getting that belt back again at WrestleMania this year. If if Bray and LA Knight go on first, which we'll talk about that match next, I think you could see Bray come back and get involved in the ending of this match and, and give us the next kind of chapter, you know, way forward with the Bray and Alexa thing. I don't think we, we I don't think we're going to see Bray for the first time in this match. So that's why I say, you know, Maybe he deals with L.A. Knight and then goes on to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we joked about it last week about the uh, the pitch black match. Have they given us any idea what this is going to be? Nope. No. I am I, terrified I, of what this is going to be. I just I, I have no hope for this match, honestly. I, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing our, our personal messages. My, Trey, uh, a.k.a. My Damn Toys, actually messaged me a couple of days ago on <laughs> Facebook Messenger. And he asked if uh, if we knew that the match was actually tied in with Mountain Dew, if we were just joking about that. Because he thought that, I guess he hasn't been following the weekly product so far. He thought we were just joking when we said it was a Mountain Dew pitch black match. I'm like, <laughs> no, dude, it really is like a Mountain Dew gimmick match. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's I, I'm expecting some. I hope it's not a cinematic match, man. I feel like Bray's first match back can't be cinematic, no. especially if you're only doing five matches on the show. I think best case scenario, we just get you know a no holds barred match with spooky lighting, which it should be pretty cool on TV. I don't know how much that's gonna. I don't know what the mileage for that's gonna be with the live audience. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of faith for this match, honestly. I I hope it's not a long drawn out match. Hopefully, it's less than ten minutes, honestly, but. Yeah, not really looking. It forward needs to, to be. This. I feel like it's going to yeah. be a squash after yeah. what we saw Monday night with, with uh, you know Undertaker and Bray teaming up to pretty much bury L.A. Knight. Man, I, I think it's going to be a squash on Sunday. It's 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 got to be right. Like, how can they let L.A. Knight be competitive with Bray? No, there's yeah. just no way. I mean, and it, yeah, they have to make him look dominant. So, and I think when you see a badass entrance, and then you know, just make it make Bray look cool, man. Yeah, they got. Yeah. They're gonna start Give it out with uh, "I'm an American," and it's gonna go into Bray Wyatt's new theme. Like they're gonna really play into the Taker passing the torch thing on Sunday. They're not, but yeah, that would be funny the, if they the, did. The pressure, the pressure is really on for it not to underwhelm you, which is what scares me because, like, we all know, like when when Bray when he lays an egg or creative lays an egg for him, I guess I should say like, it, it's really hard to be revived. From it's that. always such bold moves with yeah. Bray. You know what I mean? So when they fit, when it hits, it hits hard when they fail, like it's, they fail. Yeah, big, it goes all know? the way off the rails. Yeah. But I, you know, I honestly, dude, I'm hoping for Bray to hit the double whammy. I hope he squashes LA night and then goes out and helps Alexa beat Bianca. Cause yeah. I think, I yeah. think that's the most interesting thing they can do. Yeah. They definitely point. need to, they definitely need to tie this, uh, 
Bray and Alexa thing, tie a bow on it. You know what I mean? Just go ahead and get it popping and, um, you know, stop, stop dragging it on. Cause that they've been known to do that for Bray and just drag things on to where the audience is just like, come on. I could see. I'm back in. I was storyline. to fade a little bit. I'm back in on the Bray. I stayed in. I was just trying to stay hopeful. Like I never lost faith. Like a lot of people were just like already like bitching and moaning like the, like the wrestling community likes to do. But yeah, I, uh, I stayed hopeful cause like, because triple H <laughs> that's why. What were you going to say, Jordan? You could see, I could see Bray costing her the match too, just to kind of keep this going until WrestleMania. Um, I, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but I could see it happening. Let's get into the Universal Championship match. You know, this is an interesting fact I saw. You guys want some? You guys ready for a fun fact? Ooh, fun! Jordan, fact. you ready for a fun fact? Always Love a good fun fact. All right, so this is the first time, as as far as we know, there's there's still you know the the Russell nerds are still scouring the the database, but as far as we know, this is the first time ever the same two competitors have wrestled at the same pay-per-view for the same championship in the same building. So wow. Roman and KO are going head-to-head for the Universal Championship in the Alamo Dome at the 2023 Royal Rumble. At the 2017 Royal Rumble, Kevin Owens was the Universal Champion defending against Roman wow. Reigns in the Alamo Dome. That's awesome. Wow, that is a fun fact. Yeah, dropping, dropping a gem on you guys tonight. <laughs> wow. So. Um, I think it's the uh, I think we're going to get the opposite outcome this time from 2017 when Braun came in and cost Roman the match. I think Roman goes over fairly easily over KO. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a, a physical match. I mean, we know we know KO likes to to get physical, but I yeah, I'm not going against the the tribal chief against KO. It's not going to happen. I mean, especially going into this mania. I mean, Roman's going in as the champ. There's got to be shenanigans in this match, I feel like, though. Like, Sami Zayn is going to play into the finish of this match, whether whatever that be. I, I don't think Roman loses either. But, I mean, I don't know, man. The, the build, they're going to need to really build this WrestleMania up, I feel like, with Roman having both belts and the rumors of him possibly being stripped of one of the belts before Mania. I don't know, man. I, I could see anything happening on Saturday. Do you think the stipulation, or do you think like the the um, what's the word I'm looking for that he get that he gave to Sami Zayn? He said his final test. Yeah. yeah, the final test. That's right. The final test that he gave to Sami Zayn. Do you think it's going to come into play in Roman's match, or do you think it's going to come into play in like the Rumble match? No, it's got to be in Roman's match. I think. I think. See, that's basically that's basically him telling him you better do the right thing when I need you to do the right thing. Yeah, I mean the obvious the obvious choice is definitely for you know Roman to beat Kevin Owens within an inch of his life and then be like you know you're going to finish him right. But I mean that's the that's the obvious choice. Seth thinks it. I, I dropped this one on Sheena for booking idea. I think Roman's going to tell Sami Zayn he's got to go win the Royal Rumble. Like how dramatic would that be? You know, so that way they keep control of who he's going to be facing it. At WrestleMania. True, but they there's no way. Like in my mind, I could be wrong. I'm not booking this shit, but in my mind, they cannot have Cody and Sammy in the same rumble. Just because, dude, freaking the the, the crowd is so behind Sammy right now yeah. that I think they would turn on Cody, dude. Like if, if some if for some reason Sammy got eliminated from the match, like dude, people are gonna be sour as hell, dude. So uh, I mean, so but let's put a pin in it. We'll come back to the rumble, okay? okay. We're gonna All save right. that for the end. Okay. I, I got the I got I have a way. And, and, you know, we try to stay away from the fantasy booking, but it's WrestleMania season, so we can't help it. You know, if you, if you don't like fantasy booking, this is probably not the episode for you because I think we're all going to share our different ideas. Um, so we're all in agreement, though, that Roman walks out with with the championship intact yeah. yep. Saturday yeah. night. All right. Uh, let's <coughs> let's hear from Turnbuckle Tavern and then we'll get into the Women's Rumble. Okay. 
drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right. We are in on the Women's Rumble. Uh, Jordan, you're the women's wrestling aficionado. Kick us off, man. Who are uh, You don't got to give us your prediction yet. Kind of give us a short list of who you could see uh, pointing at the WrestleMania sign Saturday night. I truly think there's only two people that can win this rumble. I just, I feel like kind of the way um, the shows have been going and just the way both of these women, uh, their path is going. I, I feel like they're the only two choices. Um, that would be Rhea and Becky. Um, I just, mm. Rhea is on such like a high right now. Like none of the dudes want to mess with her or anything. Um I feel like they've kept her away from this might sound weird, but they've kept her away from women's wrestling long enough. Everybody knows how I feel, how we all feel about Rhea's last title reign. It was not good. Um, part of that was the booking of it. So um, I, I think Rhea is on path to have a really big 2023. And I, I truly think it starts here. Dude, I so I agree. Rhea's probably at the top right now for the yeah. women's wrestlers. I could see Rhea fighting Austin Theory for the United States title at WrestleMania, man. Like, I almost feel like she that's where we're at with her at this point, man. I don't know how what the shelf life is on that and if that would be the best career move for her long term. But the, to me, it almost feels like she's above the women's division. I don't know if that says more about Rhea or the women's division. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's like rumors that she's going to like she could possibly win one of the men's like mid card titles yeah, that's what i just said i oh, think she's yeah. wrestle austin theory at wrestlemania oh, for the yeah. u.s title uh she's at the top dude one name you didn't mention what about a returning naomi yeah but i i just don't think she's gonna win i seriously i think love the idea of, of that women. like in theory i love the idea of that but yeah i think the execution i think we all still remember her as like you know feel the glow naomi like if she's not gonna immediately like click in with like oh crap if she wins this like you know she's bloodline of jace i think it's gonna be you know I don't know. What do you think, Shane? So Jordan's got Rhea and Becky. He's only two possibilities. You see anybody else? No, I I think Rhea. Rhea was my choice. Um, like you said, she's just on a roll, and they got they got to do something with her, dude, just to you know seal her domination. So what about Alexa getting back in the mix? Assuming she no. falls short against Bianca. No. no. I mean, what? Why would they give? Why would she have another chance if she you know lost? I mean, to we've seen that before. Then- Becky Lynch in 2019 lost to Oscar and came back and won the Rumble. Yeah. Brock Lesnar lost the championship last year and came back and won the Rumble. So we've seen that all the time. Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah. So who do you guys got any surprises you want to see? Um, it's tough for the women. Who? Who? I mean, who's even going to be so like we the got surprise Naomi? Entrance? We just talked. I would about. guess yeah. Beth, Sasha. Fe- Beth Phoenix will probably be. In- Sasha is not in this Rumble. There's no way. You never no, know. Sasha's dead. It's Mercedes Monet now. Yeah, you never um, know. They could bring out Lita and Trish Stratus at any point. Uh, I feel like th- would that even be a surprise at this point? No. Uh, I feel like Beth Phoenix is Rhea's biggest threat. Man, yeah. Because if we're taking the kayfabe hat off and putting the the fancy booking hat on, I could totally see Beth eliminating Rio or them eliminating each other. And then that's your WrestleMania match, which that would be cool. In some ways, I feel like that could possibly be even better than winning the championship. What if they, bring, what if they as... bring back Mandy Rose at the Rumble? 
That would be awesome. Yeah, I, I could totally I told see that Seth happening. That, yeah, about a week that would, ago, that, yeah. I think that would get a huge pop, man. I I could totally see Mandy coming back and then being you know one of the final four competitors in the match. That'd that be would awesome. be awesome. That's probably that's my like you know that would be my number one most wanted thing I want to see in the in the women's rumble. Okay. Um, so let's make final predictions. So Jordan, you going Rhea? I'm going Rhea, and just to kind of piggyback off your um, comment about the mid card title. I don't necessarily think her winning that means, like you said, is she's going after a women's title. It could very well be that she's winning that and going after a men's title. So, um, mm, that'd be cool. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't even really think about I mean, that. Even if, well, even I heard if an interesting theory that she could make it a triple threat against uh, Charlotte and... Uh, no, I don't want to see her wrestle Charlotte again, though, is the problem. Uh, when do you see her against Bianca? Bianca and hers. Yeah, she, Bianca and Rhea is the match, dude. That's like dude, that, yeah, that, beast versus beast. That Rhea and Bianca NXT match when Rhea was the champion, that's still one of my favorite women's matches in NXT. I love that match. So. Yeah, uh, I want. I would love to see that. Who's your prediction, Gene? Rhea. Um, just so we got a little bit of diversity, I, I'll go Naomi. I think Naomi's going to win this one. Wow. I think she's going to come back and win, and I mean, maybe they get her fold in with the bloodline. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah. Maybe no I, way to fresh up the blood. That's the one thing they're missing. I've been calling for that for a year now. I feel like, and uh, yeah, I mean, it would be it would be cool. I just I'm curious how they bring her back to where it like makes sense you know what i mean like what do you mean it doesn't it's wrestling it's when does making sense ever factor into the equation true yeah she's, she's been, come out she was, she's she come out wearing a, a bloodline shirt yeah she left as a champ she's gonna come back in and then you know before you know it we see her rolling out she'll with be the cutting bloodline. a promo on monday yeah you're right all right let's move over to the men's rumble the uh you know one of the most anticipated matches every single year Sometimes it lives up to the hype, sometimes it doesn't, but it's always the most fun. Uh, let's start off with kind of the short list. People you could see winning the men's rumble. Cody, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? The Rock. Jay Uso. I don't think Jay. I could see Sammy. If somebody from the bloodline is going, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be Sammy. I the, Jordan mentioned the Rock. The Rock's still it's on there. Cold. It feels yeah, Stone Cold. You got, you know, I shared it. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp, a Fightful reported that WWE made an offer to Stone Cold to come wrestle Roman. They tried to do it on the hush, but it got leaked out. So it's in I Texas. They, I think that, yeah, but I think they abandoned that plan. Right? It was like um, somebody said that that was never even a thing. I, I was listening to this was like two days ago. Yeah, I was listening to Russ talking that. I think they just 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 bunk that or debunk that. No, go to Steve Austin's Instagram. That dude's definitely making a comeback. He's looking like I think better he, he's coming he back, but he's not facing. Um, uh, he's not facing Roman. I mean, if they can get Roman in the Rock, why wouldn't they do Roman and Stone Cold? That'd be the biggest money match they could do. Because, right? dude, because storyline wise, it's like, dude, there's so many other opportunities that like would pay off in such a better way moving forward. You know what I mean? Like beating Stone Cold, Steve Austin is like that's cool, but it's like a one time thing. Like Roman would be carrying the freaking feud. I don't know. I, you think I don't, Roman would carry a feud? You don't think Steve Austin could show up and cut awesome promos against Roman? I mean, like, he could, but you think he's just going to be showing up on SmackDown? Like, yeah, why wouldn't he? I mean, if they're going to, if they're backing up the Brinks trucks, probably it's big money. They're planning on this being the biggest WrestleMania ever. Like, I mean, I get it, storyline wise, you got to, you know, you definitely got to put put a little bit more together. It's not as natural of a storyline as the Roman versus Cody or Roman versus The Rock, but I don't know what if there's a bigger, you know, there's definitely better matches they could put on. I don't know if there's a bigger match you could put on than Roman versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. There is hundred mm-hmm. percent. There's a hundred. What's the bigger match? 
Sammy and Roman is the bigger match by far. See, I, I agree. Hardcore wrestling fans. Dude, I, mean, I don't you... care about hardcore wrestling fans right now. Like, I'm not talking about them. I'm yeah. talking about people who watch Dude, the product they... today. Dude, Sammy no. Zayn versus Roman is the biggest match that they, they can have, do this they year. Have wor- right. They have for... Nine or ten months, dude. They've literally been building this storyline, and for it not to just pay off at the biggest show of them all is like. No, oh, I feel that, and I was saying, yeah, that's what us hardcore wrestling fans would want to see. But WrestleMania is not for us, man. WrestleMania is for the people that are going to watch one wrestling show a year. They're going to subscribe to Peacock to watch WrestleMania, and I think Steve Austin versus Roman Reigns would drive people who aren't currently subscribed to it to subscribe to it. So then, why did Daniel Bryan main event WrestleMania thirty, and why was that so big? Just saying, man. Well, there, once the, I mean, yeah, the once yes the, movement was a thing. Dude, that year. once the crowd gets behind yeah, the you, they sa- showed the it with movement, Kobe. The honorary Oost movement is a thing this year. Yeah, dude, dude it happens like every the three people years. People want Sammy. The Zane. Daniel Bryan thing, the Kofi thing, the Kofi and now thing. the Sammy thing, dude. It, you yeah. guys think Sammy is on the same level as the yes movement and Kofi mania? Bro, did you not hear that freaking audience, man? They, like they were chanting Sammy. Every single one of them. I didn't see every single person raise their hand or raise their one up to acknowledge Roman Reigns. But when Jay Uso said, "If you want Sammy Uso to stay in the bloodline, raise your up. put your ones up," every single freaking hand in that crowd went up, dude. I see. Maybe I'm just too much of a Roman mark. I feel like Sammy's overness has more to do with Roman nah. than it does with Sammy, man. Nah, dude. I feel like Sammy dude, is... Sammy, Sammy gave the bloodline new freaking life, dude. He 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 made this storyline. He extended the life of this a whole year, dude. Like, let's be real. It would be cool. No, Sammy and Roman would be an awesome story. And I would take... if Assuming The Rock's not coming back, and I really feel like the window is closing on that match even happening. But we if could, we're not getting The Rock versus Roman, then yeah, I think let's get... Let's do Sammy. But and we Roman. could have Sammy versus Roman, and then The Rock comes in and screws Roman Reigns, and then they could bring that into SummerSlam. Then Roman or Rock and Roman could be at SummerSlam. I, I don't see The Rock no. passing up WrestleMania in LA for yeah. where SummerSlam at this year. I think it's Boston, like Detroit. Maybe? Oh no! Yeah, it's so, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't see the rocks. Sorry to all our Boston listeners. No, I'm just saying if the if the Rock's coming back for one match against Roman, it's damn sure going to be at WrestleMania. Um, also, can we just talk about how The Rock was like? The reason I'm not coming back is I'm not in the type of shape that I need to be to be in the ring. Like, what kind of BS is that? Like, what kind of, I mean, I understand there's ring shape and then there's like steroid shape, but I mean, Jesus Christ, well, dude, how much more shape can you get in than the rock? He wasn't in ring shape when he wrestled John Cena at WrestleMania 29. He tore his abs and ended up missing a movie. That's why he hasn't come back and wrestled a match since then. That match against John Cena ended up costing him like $43 yeah, I mean, million. We've talked dollars. about that before. Like, yeah, why? there's no way that a lot of his contracts are going to allow him to do the I, things that you want him to do. I think the rock thing was built by obviously all the internet wrestling marks and all that stuff. I don't with everything the rock has going on with the XFL and all that stuff. I'll be really surprised if he comes back on it at this point. I mean, yeah, Austin is a huge star, but like, dude, he's not out making movies every weekend or anything like that. Like, I mean, Austin does a lot. He's not of, even doing his podcast anymore. True. Yeah, and he's not a member of the actual bloodline. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. dude, you, they've made this whole narrative, this whole story about the bloodline, dude. And if he just ends up facing Steve Austin, which again, I'm not, I'm not shitting on that. I think it would be awesome. Dude. I love yeah, seeing I Steve Austin. How, back. Yeah. I mean, if but, I could pick between as much as good of a story it is, if I could pick between Roman and Sammy and Roman and Steve Austin, I'd rather see Roman and Steve Austin. Oof. 
Oof. Man. Uh, that's, a, uh, that's a hot take. Steve Austin. Did Austin not deliver last year against KO? He did. Above and beyond. He did. He but did, why but do we need ca- to why do we need to see it again, dude? Yeah, he proved that he could do it. I I don't need Austin at SmackDown every week and he'd have to be there. Like I, I feel like at that point it's gonna take away from it by the time WrestleMania comes exactly, around. Exactly. Like, dude, dude, exactly. I just feel like the Sammy storyline is so built in and it it just happened naturally and organically. I just I don't know, dude. I think Sammy and Roman is the biggest match they can book this year. I really do. Sammy needs to, he's got to change his gear back, dude. He can't keep wrestling the t-shirt, man. I told me and Jordan texting about this last night. I said, he needs to, if this is going to happen, the last turn of character he needs to make is to go back to the the NXT gear, at least the tights and, and the, uh, you know, like the tight tights, not the cargo pants yeah. and stuff. He needs to go back to the tights and, and going shirtless, dude. Cause yeah, I can't, I can't have a dude main event in WrestleMania wrestling in a t-shirt. I don't know. I I just I really feel like all the momentum is there for Sammy to do it. And yeah, dude, I w- I would love to see the Rock wrestle Roman Reigns. Like, who wouldn't? But I don't know, man. I'm just kind of over the part timers re- uh, main event in WrestleMania. Yeah, like, I feel, and, yeah. dude, it would be it would be so cool to me. Like, if something just freaking batshit happened, where it's just like you know, Sammy somehow like pulls off the win, or the Usos turn on Roman, and you know, Sammy gets the win, and he usurps the bloodline, and then like you know, usurps. He- wow. Whoa! What a word. <laughs> Are you? You're literally talking to like one of the world's biggest Game of Thrones fans. Usurps. Okay? Yeah. I. I just. I don't know. I is over. Sammy is. I don't see Sammy main event WrestleMania. I think the more likely scenario is we get some sort of some form of Roman versus Sammy at Elimination Chamber. You see, they already released the print of the chair. Sammy's on the chair for Elimination Chamber. And I think Roman beats him down just to get his heat up to a million for, you know, another baby face to take to face him at WrestleMania. I like that's a more I likely scenario. That, I think you might be right that they wrestle at Elimination yeah. Chamber, but I think that's where Jay turns on Roman. I think, yeah, dude, I I think the Usos have to turn on Roman, dude, because Roman's got to be out on an island by himself. Roman eventually. heads out to WrestleMania alone yeah. by himself. No, that's no Jimmy is not turning on Roman. Only Jay. Dude, yes, he is. Only dude, Jay. Jay. Only Jay. No, Jay and Jimmy were both freaking dead up Sammy dude they were both freaking all hugging on him and Wolf. him and freaking Jimmy have the you know super secret double looper handshake dude like <laughs> and I think that's how they're gonna leave because think about it dude Ro- how did Roman he just beat Jay down mm-hmm. psychologically abused him he choked yep. Jimmy Uso out yep in hell in the cell like he's done and he he's is, using he's using solo as basically just like a freaking a you know goon. puppet dude a goon he's, yeah. he's gotten their loyalty through fear and intimidation where all Sammy's ever done is show love and Preach. sacrifice himself for them man so Preach. he's Sammy's treated them more like family than Roman ever has that's right so That's I think, see yeah it's beautiful I think I, I think you see on the road to WrestleMania one by one all of the bloodline just leaves Roman and then he's there when he's by himself he finally gets beat by Cody or or make possibly Seth, man. I, I still think Seth's got a shot. He's so over right now, but it's hard. It, it, anything short of main eventing WrestleMania, it's going to feel like Cody's first year is a failure. So yeah. that's why I, think, I feel like I think Cody's main eventing night one. Like I, I think him and probably I don't know. I would assume Rollins would main event night one for the other title because Roman's not walking in with both titles. They're they're somehow we're going to get to a point where he doesn't have both titles. He's just yeah. going to have the universal title at WrestleMania. It looks like they're splitting the. The tag team belts also, because you see they're doing yep. a tournament strictly for the SmackDown. SmackDown, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and we saw those rumors a couple weeks back that somehow or another we're going to split the titles before then because look like night one. I think they were saying night one was Cody going to be Cody versus Seth, and, and then Drew. Uh, and possibly yeah, Drew or possibly Drew, 
And then I think they had Roman and the rock penciled in. So you have the rock can't go. Yeah. I mean, I think Sammy would be cool. It's just, I don't know, man, that's a huge jump from going to wrestle in Johnny Knoxville and the gimmick match of all gimmick, which matches was freaking to, awesome though, dude. It was like, cool, but it's not main event. It's not main event status type stuff. It's just dude, but Sammy can, could do it. Sammy and NXT was awesome, man. Like 2014, 2015. Yeah, I think we're Sammy underestimating. I think we're underestimating Sammy Zayn just because over the years, like the last few years, he's had some weird, like the conspiracy theory gimmick and like all the things that he's done. That's just gonna have been a little bit, you know, quote unquote, like zany. Uh, wow. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like we're forgetting like what a true badass. That no, Sammy Sammy's great. Is. Sammy is really great. Like I have nothing bad to say about Sammy, but you could be really, really great and still not be a WrestleMania main eventer. I, I mean, mean, we're talking yes. about the absolute pinnacle of the rest of this. Say what you want about Wrestle Kingdom. Say what you want about anything in AEW. There's absolutely no bigger deal than main eventing a WrestleMania. I 100% fully agree with that. I just, again, and you're probably right, dude. They're just trying to put butts in seats and get subscriptions to the network. And they're going to pull the biggest names and put whatever they can out there for the casual fan, not for us. But I just feel like it's a huge miss if, for whatever reason, we don't get just like an actual bloodline payoff at Mania. Dude, I still feel like if they want, I mean, I would rather see Jey Uso and Roman, man. Like, I, I mean, feel I like that's Jake, the storyline. I, I would be here for that, too. I feel like that's the most fucking, like, poetic, think, poignant storyline, I think he could dude. just, like, like murder freaking Sami Zayn at Elimination and Chamber, and Jay's like, you know, no, this is bullshit. And, then, yeah, I can see that. That, that Yeah, I'm here for that, dude, too. imagine, like, I'm just imagining this in my head. Imagine the bloodline with both Usos and Sami turn on Roman. We get to WrestleMania. All Roman has in his corner is Heyman and Sammy comes out with the Usos and KO in his corner. Like, dude, I, I don't know, That'd man. Be awesome. I, That'd be awesome. I, I just, I feel like, I don't know. Sammy has gotten so over. If you would have told me this two months ago, I'd be like, you're an idiot. There's no way Sammy Zayn is main eventing WrestleMania. But like Sheena said, that pop he got on Monday night. I don't know, man. I, and the chance. He's, getting, he's gotten chance just, every single week. And I think this all just, what we're circling back to here, is how great this Bloodline storyline has been, man. It's, it's just been The best thing crazy. of the last few years, man. It, so, it's really yeah, like the, I mean, longer than that, dude. for me, it's the only thing I tune into weekly WWE television for at this point. Like, yeah. that's really the only thing that, to me, I mean, outside of like, I know you guys like Rollins and stuff, and I like him, but... I'm not tuning in every week to see Rollins. I'm tuning in every week to see what the Bloodline does. And the Bloodline's must see TV, man. Yeah, yeah everything it's, else uh, is. You, it blows you my. It blows my mind. Yeah, it blows my mind that the Sami Zayn, the trial of Sami Zayn, wasn't even supposed to be a thing. It's supposed <laughs> to be the freaking acknowledgement of, of the of Roman Reigns, dude. But freaking that was awesome. That was the yeah, best segment a, they, in the last like 20 years on Raw. It was so good. That's what it I was say, just, dude. J- and Jey Uso is the one that made it, man. Yes. Like it was just. I mean, really, hats off to all the guys involved, like Heyman, Solo, the Usos, Roman, Sammy. Like, everybody played their part really yeah, well. Yeah, everybody's playing their part in the storyline perfect. <laughs> and the cool thing is, is, you know, we're two months out. You can almost always telegraph where we're going for Mania at this point. Like, you can pretty much chart every, every stop along the way. But we have no idea what's going to happen this year. Man. Yeah. Dude, how about when, when Heyman, after the L-Chan at ECW, he's like, that three-letter word is dead, and I wish Sammy Zayn was, too. <laughs> Yeah, I liked when he gets, when he uh, shit on the the Niners or the, yeah, the Eagles, Eagles talking about Brock Purdy coming yeah. in. That was awesome. <laughs> Heyman is an absolute 
Jim. Yeah, me and Seth were texting back and forth on Monday night. Heyman is by far the best manager in wrestling history, and it's probably not even close at this point. It's not even close. He man. had an awesome run as just a regular heel manager with, you know, a random stable of guys there in WCW back in the early 90s with the Dangerous Alliance and stuff. And then his run with Brock was incredible. And his run with Roman's been arguably even better than that, man. Like, yeah, dude's just an absolute legend. So let's go around the horn and make final picks. You know, who are you picking to win the men's rumble? Um, I'm going to pick Cody. I think Seth is going to cost Cody. I think, I don't think Cody wins. I think Sami Zayn wins the rumble. Jordan. Seth costing Cody's a good call. Yeah. And that, and that, if they end up stripping the belts, you know, I, I yeah. think somehow Seth's going to end up with, with the WWF championship one in the mania and him and Cody can totally main event on that. But yeah, yeah I think, I think the that's final a, test. Uh, yeah. That's a safe bet too, because they've just done, they've done so much good work together that, yeah, that's going to be an awesome payoff. I think Roman's final test for Sammy is going to be, he's got to win the rumble because Roman's thinking they're going to, you know, he'll be in control of everything for WrestleMania then. Mm-hmm. And I think Sammy's going to get it done. Jordan? As much as I don't want to see it, I, I feel like a part-timer is going to win it, whether it's The Rock or Stone Cold. I just, I agree with Seth about getting the casual fan involved in WrestleMania. I, I was never arguing that point on whether or not. Yeah, I we thought, know that's, dude, the, that's the fact. Because, I mean, but- the seats are sold no matter what, but they're still, I mean, you still got to have people tune into it and, I, I agree with Seth. Like the Rock and Stone Cold are bringing viewers, so I'm going to go with one of them. And to sell the company now too. That would drive some mainstream attention. Yeah, that's true. So, which one do you think it's going to be, Jordan? You think it's going to be Austin or Rock? I just don't think the Rock is going to come back, man. I just I don't think he's doing. He's going to keep doing movies, and I don't think he's going to risk that for wrestling a match. So I'll go yeah. Stone Cold. You got to remember, we're going to be in San Antonio, Texas. That's just down the road from uh, from Victoria oh, and yeah. kayfabe rules. Steve Austin has a 20% XP boost anytime he's competing in the state of Texas. He's going to drive the monster truck out, have a couple Steve Weisers. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm hoping he just comes. My dream would be Austin comes out at like number 25, 26. Crowd just fucking erupts. Hits a bunch of stunners, raises hell, eliminates some people, maybe drinks a beer in the middle of the Rumble, and then gets eliminated by somebody else to set up a really cool match for, for WrestleMania. For I think that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, though. Okay. Uh, any closing thoughts for, for the Rumble? How, how, how excited are you from 1 to a 10 for this Rumble Saturday night, Sheen? I'm a, I'm a 10. Excited. I think it's going to be great. Too. I think they, they know it sucked last year. They got to make up for it. I yeah. think it's going to be awesome. The cool thing is, too, we don't really know that many people that are in the Rumble, so we mm-hmm. got plenty of room for surprises. It sucks and- when you have like only like seven or eight unannounced people, and then you start seeing like you know people like Titus O'Neil yeah. or you know fucking Xavier Woods or the freaking Miz taking some of those unannounced spots, and you're like, shit, we only got a couple surprises left. Yeah, and I know I know the Rumble matches are going to be long and drawn out, but like like Seth said at the top of the show, like there's no fluff and no filler on this show, so it's like it's all filler, no or all killer, no filler, and uh, I just think. That that always makes me enjoy the show more. We did it for the the women. We didn't do it for the men. Real quickly, Sheen, do you got a most wanted surprise you want to see in the men's rumble? I want to see Seth's face when CM Punk comes back <laughs> in the rumble. I think he's coming back to AW at this point. Uh, Jordan, how about you, man? What's your most wanted surprise? Um, I hope they Wait, do. While, while he's thinking, real quick, no. I, I would like to see Biggie come back in the rumble. Oof. 
I don't know if he's wrestling again, man. Uh, I mean, you asked who we wanted. You didn't say what was possible, but, you know, I'm putting my thoughts and prayers out there. I'm going to, just because I feel like we haven't seen it, maybe it's because I don't watch weekly TV, so you guys can call me an idiot if you want, because... But I feel like we haven't seen idiot. We haven't seen Champa in a really long time. It feels like, yeah. And I, I want to see him back. I feel like Braun Breaker is too much of an easy one because I feel like he's gonna be in it. It would actually be more surprising if he's not in there. Yeah. So I just, I, I definitely don't want to see like Goldberg or anybody like that. But I feel like Champa coming back and wrestling in a singles role. I, I definitely want to see him back in the main event scene. So. Dude, I want to see Jay White, man. He's a free agent right now. I th- I could totally see Triple H reaching out and bringing Jay White in for one night only for the Rumble. Mm. Mm. I, I, that really doesn't do anything for me, man. It doesn't do anything for me either. Really? I figured you'd be all hard up on that, Jordan. Dude, you Jay White, people, it, to me, and I, I've just always seen him as a New Japan guy just because of like his style and... Um, I, I don't know, man. He's just always been that kind of guy or an indie wrestler to me. I don't know, man. I just feel like he would get lost in the shuffle in WWE. So I'm so, not. Yeah, I, I don't think he'd sign. I'm talking just a one night only <clears throat> yeah, deal, man. I'm, like Mickey James last year. Yeah, but Mickey James at least had history with the company. Like, what? Uh, nah. I'm I mean, not. if we're bringing, if we're just bringing like New Japan people over, I'd rather just see Will Ospreay. You know? Yeah, I don't I mean, see that. That would be awesome. <laughs> Or Okada. I mean, that would that would actually that would be really cool. I don't think that's possible though. Imagine the coins drop and Okada comes out. <sighs> Tears, bro. <laughs> Tears. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, the beverage break, and then we will hit some figure talk. All right, it's time for the weekly beverage break where we talk about what we're sipping on during the pod. Sheena, what are you drinking? So I am drinking a uh, dough ball and uh, mm. and Coke. Remind so the listeners what a dough ball is. For it is a cookie dough flavored. Is it bourbon or whiskey? whiskey? It's whiskey. It's whiskey. Okay, yeah, it's a cookie dough flavored whiskey. And uh, it is so good. Like, I'm not normally a hard liquor type girl, but She's this not is not a hard liquor, <laughs> not a hard liquor, but this is so, this is so good. And I've been really good. I've been trying to like, you know, I'm, I told you guys I'm working on getting my summer body. I'm like, I'm in the caterpillar phase and then I'm just going to like, you know, emerge as like this beautiful butterfly come the spring. <laughs> but I, I broke, I broke loose tonight and I'm having a Coke and a dough ball for the show just for you guys. Nice. I'm drinking the, uh, the standard Miller light. How about you, Jordan? I went with uh, Miller High Life for the second week in a row. Um, Hell yeah. I had a work function today, so I'm trying to keep the light beers flowing right now. So that way I don't get too drunk while we're doing this. The the farmer's insurance crowd, they get pretty rowdy. Um, You could say that. Do you guys like just take over the bar and start doing the like, we are farmers, like dun, chant dun, dun, everybody dun, dun, else? Dun, dun, dun. No, we don't do that. Sorry to disappoint <laughs> I you. Would. I know you would. You, start, you, you just go ask the bartender what their deductible is. I just walk right up to them. What's your deductible? If they say something I don't like, I'm like, this beer's on you. <laughs> Could I interest you in term life insurance? <laughs> yeah, I don't think the bar is the place to be pitching life insurance, even though it should be. But It's actually the best place to pitch life insurance, I would imagine. <laughs> All right. Let's hear from uh, Extra Cooler, and then we will get into some figure talk. Hey, everyone. It's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show. 
where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. It's time for the figure four where we get into the figure news of the week. I want to remind you this segment and the entire podcast is brought to you by ringside collectibles. Use code chick Foley to save 10%. So for the most part, it was a quiet week of, uh, of figure news. Um, a couple items to go over so far. The, uh, the Rush Collectibles revealed the 3d sculpt for the bill Alfonso Jordan. Where are you at on rush collectibles right now? Um, so I've bought nothing from them and I, I don't intend well, they pre- they produce nothing either. Oh, they've, okay. they've shown <laughs> fucking renders out the ass, but nothing produced. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and pass on Rush Collectibles for now. I'll let you be the guinea pig, and you can let me know how it goes. Did you guys see the uh, actual um, like inbox like prototypes of the Powertown figures? They look good. They do look really good. So I did. I listened to the early version of the Major Pod. They were having some issues with snappage. I think they used some of the same brittle plastic like um, NECA figures because they were having some legs snapping, but you know, they're in on the line now. They're actually getting figures in series two and they, they assured everyone that, you know, it's being looked at by the company and they're going to be fixed before they get shipped out. But the figures do look really, really nice. Uh, I'm about to show these to Sheen, get her thoughts on them. So there's the actual out of the box figure. Sheen. So there's the bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen. What's your thoughts on those? I mean, they look awesome. I mean, straight up, like, you know, all the, the details and all the accessories and stuff, like, that's, they look mage. But as far as looks go, yeah, they're right up there with, like, some of the best figures I've ever seen, but it's definitely an scale? issue. Uh, so there you go. You see okay, Bruiser. Okay. They're pretty good, man. Look, Bruiser Brody's just slightly bigger than Luke, Luke Harper. Harper. A little bit wider than maybe AEW and mm-hmm, Elite figures, but they you could totally put them on the shelf yeah. with your Elites and your... And your AEW figures, and they're good to go. Wait a minute. Back to Rush Collectibles. This is why I thought they had released stuff. They've been putting out renders since last May. <laughs> yes. Dude, that's and why they I thought like they had... different al- lines, dude. Yeah, that's why I thought they had already put stuff out. So I was like, wait, haven't we heard about this line for like over almost a year now? Yep. I, I'm not an idiot. I, I kind of know what I'm talking about here. But yeah, they're doing yeah, like 10 they- different lines. Yeah, they have like Hasbro style figures. They got micro brawlers. They got um, like the latest ones are based on like the OSFTM ECW line, but they produce nothing, man. So I'm not even sure if they're up for pre-order yet. As far as I know, though, this company is just like collecting fucking pre-order mode and just hoarding it, man. But the only I don't know, man. The only thing that they've accepted pre-orders on so far is the French Angel uh, the Jonah and then Roadblock. That's the only things they've taken pre-orders. Sheena, what's your favorite French Angel match? Oh, you know, you know, the one where he faced like the, the dirty dog. Okay. Got it. Got yeah. It. Yeah. I'm kind of out on rush, man. I, if you, uh, KWK, uh, Sean NG, the, the, one of the, like the most well-known collectors in China, he's starting a Hasbro inspired line. I think I'm going to be out on that. I think I'm sticking with, you know, obviously, um, Jazzwares and Mattel. And then I think probably zombie and Chella, as far as all these sidelines going, it's just too much shit to keep up with, man. Yeah. And that's not even including all your throwbacks that you're going back and yeah. getting. So yeah, yeah, so. broke. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Uh, real quick, I want to do a quick interjection. Um, Seth had a very life altering um, experience this week, Whoa. and I want to get his like his thoughts. Um, he's officially having to change over and use the official Twitter app 
now and uh he's used echo phone for the last like yeah, 10 fuck, years fuck elon musk man as somebody who's been a long time admirer of elon man i'm i'm really fucking pissed at this guy so um yeah i i started on twitter in 2009 and i have faithfully used the echo phone app it's super clean interface man they've almost never changed it like they've been like there's been like no new features introduced to this app mm-hmm. since i started using it in 2009 it's perfect they somehow had all the ads blocked so i kind of understand from a business perspective why twitter Candom, it was it wasn't just them, it was them like TweetDeck, Twitterific, basically all the third party Twitter clients are done now. You have to use the official Twitter app. And I just I really dislike that regular Twitter app. It's 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 like the same way as like Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, you like, get all the suggested you, posts and what you have your to work like. to get to your like chronological mm-hmm. feed, and even that one's peppered with suggestions and ads and shit. So Yeah. I just yeah. I just saw you searching when you were searching those rush figures. I saw you scrolling the, the Twitter app and I was like yeah, I was like the oh. worst, man. So. <laughs> what did what what's your Twitter history, Jordan? I know you're you're a big Twitter guy. Have you been you've been using the official app for a while, right? So I used TweetDeck when I started on Twitter. And that slowly just got phased out. Like they stopped doing updates on it. So the, the way it worked just got worse and worse. Like the interface just kept getting worse. Like I wouldn't get tweets or anything like that. So I think I've been on the official Twitter app for, I don't know, four years maybe. So yeah, see echo phone, they're the same. They never added new features. Right. So like if I wanted to like tweet something and attach like a picture or video, it was, it was always a fucking headache, but because I primarily use Twitter just for news and stuff, right? And like to, to follow along with live gathering, events. Yeah, yeah, for information gathering. Um, it was perfect for me, man. It was super clean. Like I said, no ads. So I just, I really enjoyed it, man. And I'm definitely going to miss the, you know, my blue and white Echo Phone interface. So, mm-hmm. you know, sw- swig a beer for any uh, any Echo Phone users out there, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's sad, a sad day sad in the social day. media like, world. That's been, I, I mean, I've been using that app since before I, the official Facebook I remember, app, since yes. before Instagram. So I remember when we, when we, Seth and I first joined Twitter, like he said, like back in 2009, I started by using the Twitter app and Seth was like, no, what are you doing using the Twitter app? Use the Echo Phone app. And so I used the Echo Phone app. Obviously, uh, you know, I abandoned Twitter years ago and haven't, haven't used it in a very, very long time. So, but yeah, it's, it's all official Twitter now, unfortunately. All right, let's hear from uh, J-Bone coming down the aisle, and then we'll get into the retro wrestling recommendation of the week. Coming down the aisle. Do you want to feel the war of the crown? Then strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also, each week I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on, eat up, and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. This is the retro wrestling recommendation of the week where myself, Seth, and Jordan will give you a retro wrestling match for you to go back and watch sometime in the near future. Uh, This segment is brought to you by Chalkline, and we can't do the retro wrestling recommendation of the week without doing our Chalkline check-in, which is where I ask the heel husband, which of his 60 pair of Chalkline shorts is he wearing for tonight's show? 
Uh, I'm rocking the Fiend shorts. They're uh, they're based off the Hal Haney artwork. It was that time when WWE straight bit off a of Hal. Ha- I Hal was Haney's just talking style. to Extra Cooler about this. I was just talking to Nick about this the other day about how because we were talking about the AI art biting off people, and I was like, dude, the same thing happened to Hal Haney. Yeah, when they straight up copied him and did yeah. the half Bray Wyatt, half Fiend face. But yeah. I love the shorts; some of my favorites. And the kids are both big Fiend fans, so they always get a kick out every time I'm rocking these shorts, man. Hopefully, yeah. we get a uh, sequel with maybe Bray and Uncle Howdy. Those shorts are great. I love those shorts, yeah, too. Yeah, they are. You have them, too, Jordan? Yeah, I do. I have the White Ravishing Rick Rude ones on right now. So, chocolate check-in for those are, those are probably the all-time greatest, yeah, man. Those are all... You, do you still have those, or did yeah, you sell I them? Have those. Okay, of course I, I still have those. I couldn't on. remember. You sold, I actually one, got a you second sold pair one of, of your I had my older ones, yeah. So, I had them when they first dropped. And then when they did a restock, I got a fresh pair because okay. you know the white pair sometimes they can get kind of yeah. dingy and stuff. So get a skid yeah, mark or two in them. <laughs> <laughs> no skid marks, just a little dinginess though. <laughs> Sheena's the one whose drawers look like turn three at Daytona. Oh my, <laughs> Seth Phelps. Whatever. <laughs> don't make me. Don't make me send the text Wait. out to this Facebook group. <laughs> leave the skid marks. On, leave the skid marks on the racetrack, there, Sheena. Don't let. Don't make me send this <laughs> photo that I sent to you and Jordan. To the to the Facebook group. Uh, All right, I'll kick it off. Uh, it's Royal Rumble week, and I'm going with uh, what is indubitably the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, 1992. I've definitely had this as the pick before, but uh, it's my pick for uh, retro pick this week. It's a great way to get hyped up. I think 17 of the 30 performers in this Rumble are Hall of Famers. Um, and I'll, I'll make another plug now that he's back in the WWE family. Let's get a Ric Flair Ultimate Edition from this. The black robe, black trunks with the red trim and black and red boots, and three head sculpts. We need one looking pristine for the entrance. We need a mid-match with the hair all blown out. And then we need the uh, the post-match interview where he just looks batshit crazy for our three head sculpts. And I think that would be an all-timer of an Ultimate Edition. always want to take this time to plug me and Jordan new episode of Pod Warriors. So we put about two weeks of research into this. I can, I can confirm. Not we. Seth- yeah, Seth. I would. Seth made fun of me a couple weeks ago on the show, saying I like literally planted my ass into the sofa and did all of my like seed, my garden planting and like chicken ordering and stuff. This mofo, every time I looked at him, he had his Excel spreadsheet out with like all these Royal Rumble statistics. So somebody I mostly better, did it during the playoffs, though. Yeah, the, yeah, you did it when. Playoffs. Yeah, it was like downtime, you yeah. know. But yeah, still. But yeah, we we're we're gonna go basically like the you know the WWE by the numbers videos. We're doing that, but for a whole podcast, we're gonna go through the history of the Royal Rumble by order position. So we're gonna give you all the historically notable performances. We got some some wrestle math. We're gonna break down what is statistically the most advantageous position to come in at, uh, and, and just it's gonna be just a huge trip down memory lane. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna drop that on Friday morning, so you guys got something to listen to over the weekend. Uh, Sheen, what's your retro pick? So mine is a recent retro, um, but in honor of, um, you know, this this past week and losing Jay Briscoe, I picked uh, the FTR uh, Briscoe's match, the double dog collar match. For- <laughs> it was like two months ago. So that's just a pick then. It's a retro. It's in the past. Okay. But it's enough. but I think it's one that a lot of people probably didn't see because it was on Final Battle. It's like, a timeless you know, match. It's a timeless yeah, match. There you go. Um so it's an instant classic, if you will. Yeah. And it's and like again, it's timely because of the unfortunate, you know, the tragic situation that the wrestling community just uh just experienced. So I think uh go back and watch that match. Just truly just take in what, you know, in, an incredible tag team wrestling match looks like. Uh, we don't get a ton of it on WWE TV, so Go back and watch that ROH. Uh, I double down on that. I would. I think you need to watch the whole trilogy. Watch yeah. the whole trilogy from last year, FTR and the Briscoes, because 
the dog collar match is outstanding on its own. If you watch it as the third part of the trilogy, it's a freaking masterpiece. So yeah, that, you know, sit down with some, with some cold beer, set aside about two hours and watch those three matches. And it's just incredible. Yeah. And Great picture. You're welcome. And it is retro. It, I mean, talk about the new vintage. It's, about, it was last year. We can say it's last year now. Talk about know? the tears that are going to be flowing tomorrow night when we watch Mark Briscoe. Bro, and Jay I don't Lethal. even know. I don't even, I don't even want to watch dynamite dude. Cause I'm just, Oh, I'm, that's I'll like, I mean, dude. one's his brother. The other guy's considered his best friend. So that's going to be brutal. I hope it kicks off the yeah. build and the push for, uh, Super Card of Honor, which is the Friday night of WrestleMania weekend. Jordan will be here. Mm. Mark Briscoe fighting Claudio for the Ring of Honor Championship. Yeah. Like that would be fucking awesome, dude. I could think of no better tribute. You know, I can only imagine Jay Briscoe looking down with a smile on his face if he sees his little brother win the Ring of Honor Championship for the first and time. Dude, Tony Khan loves a good story, so it's definitely possible. He loves yeah, a feel-good moment. And Tony's good at giving the fans what they want, man. He doesn't do the Vince yeah. thing where he tries to swerve the fans and stuff. Or even, I mean, Triple H does that shit, too. Like the WWE thing where they try to constantly keep the fans on their toes, man. Keep them wanting more. Tony likes to just pay yeah. off the fan service and give us what we want. Because he yeah. is a fan. Yeah. So, True. yeah, I, I really hope they do that, man. That would be fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what's your pick, man? So I went with a match from a Royal Rumble. Uh, go back to 1999. I went with Mankind versus The Rock in the I Quit Hell match. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Awesome match. This is dude. not a good Royal Rumble, so don't don't continue on after this. This is. I think it's the worst Rumble, man. I think it's between probably that and the Men's Rumble last year is the worst ever. Yeah, it's bad. I don't know. When we, when we were doing our... Uh... What were we doing? We were going to recap in the Rumbles at one point for... Uh, Some of those mid-90s Rumbles, the talent pool is really thin, but the yeah. Rumble's still generally pretty exciting, man. Like, the 99 was just a mess. Like, half the match takes... It's like half the match is them chasing Steve Austin and Vince McMahon around the arena. And you already knew... Austin and Vince came in first and second. You already knew they were going to be the last two. I, I think it's between that one, the men's Rumble last year, and 2015 when Roman won for the worst Rumbles yeah. of all time. But, but Austin and Rock, that's a fucking masterpiece. No, man. this this is Rock Mankind, but either way. Yeah. Uh, you knew what I meant. Yeah, th- this, match is, meaning. this match is an absolute banger. So, yeah, definitely yeah, watch is. that. Yeah, it's really a banger. Like, as far as the fucking steel <laughs> literal, chair being it's a literal on the head 11 times. <laughs> yeah. you need, so, not to keep freaking adding on extra shit for you guys to watch, you need to watch um, Beyond the Mat, specifically the portion on Mankind. You don't got to watch the whole film. You don't need to hear about Jake Roberts smoking crack in a hotel room <laughs> when he was supposed to be reuniting with his estranged daughter. Nobody but watch the section that. of Mankind. You'll see, you know, little Noel and and, the, and uh, uh, Mick Foley's son mm-hmm. in the crowd watching this go down. You'll hear him describe how there was a couple of times he was trying to like give the rock his back, right? Like turning away. So the rock knew to smash him in the back. And he said, rock just got carried away, man. And, uh, and just kept walloping him right on the head and he's handcuffed. So it's completely unprotected. No hands up to break the strike or nothing. Uh, and then go back and watch the match. It, it is a violent masterpiece though, man. Probably the best of all the mankind rock matches. Yeah. All right. Sheena, do we got listener mail? Yes, we do. All right, keeping with the Royal Rumble theme, Johnny JB hits us with, what's on the menu for Royal Rumble night? Ours is a little complicated. It's going to be stressful for us, so I actually have to go down to Fort Worth, uh, Fort Worth, Dallas area for for work on Friday evening and Saturday morning. I'm, I'm going to be wrapping up around like 10, 30, 11 on Saturday, and it's about a seven and a half hour drive to our house here in Oakland, Tennessee, so... 
And I'm assuming stops for, you know, piss break, gas, whatever. I, I think I got it timed up and I should be walking in right around the time of uh, the main show kicking off. So mm-hmm. I think we're probably just going to make it a Domino's night, man. And, uh, and, and try to time up an order to get delivered right by the time I'm getting home. Yeah. Jordan. Yeah. We always do pizza for the rumble. So pizza again for the rumble, always a, Great time. So, yeah, I'm looking forward we've to it. We've always talked about, obviously, we've never done it, but, like, it would be cool to have a rumble party and then, like, have, you know, like, 30 different, like, small plates. And every time a new rumble entrance <laughs> come in, you, like, bring, like, you know, the little tapas plate out and have everybody, Here's like, Here's a have, lemon pepper chicken wing. Yeah, everybody gets, like, a different a different bite, that. you know? I think you could do uh, 30 different beer samples. Have, like, Ooh, a little two-ounce yeah. sample of beer for every entry. Yeah, that'd be cool. You'd either be like dead that. from all the food or drunk from all the beer. It'd be one <laughs> of the two. Yeah, thirty little beers. I mean, I guess thirty I mean, shots be 60 of beer. Ounces, yeah, thirty so it'd shots be of five beer. beers. I mean, it would kill me. Yeah, but, but the problem that. is, is you know, some people are going to pick like a twelve point five percent. Zach first was picking a twenty three percent quadruple yeah. IPA. Yeah, it's going to taste like bourbon. And you're gonna be like Jesus. Oh <laughs> man, but yeah, one year, one year we're going to do that. So uh, stay tuned. Randy Smith says, "Which would you pick?" One, you can work out and get down to your ideal weight, look and take a special pill that you'll stay that way forever, but you can't taste any of the food you eat or drink for the rest of your life. You just have to eat and drink to survive. Or you can eat and drink and taste whatever you want, but you gain in pounds so quickly that you have to go to the gym every day or you'll rap- rapidly descend into obesity. Who who asked this question? Randy. Randy if I can watch too much Twilight Zone, bro. <laughs> I'd probably... Dude, I would definitely go to the gym every day. I'm never not tasting my food. Yeah, man. I'd go to the gym every day too. You don't want to. You don't want to de- deny yourself that pleasure, dude. Yeah, eating and drinking are are like some of life's greatest pleasures, dude. So yeah, food food is just magic. Jordan, you think I thoughts? got? You think I got this body by not tasting my food? Like, <laughs> well, you think I'm gonna pick the non-tasting method? That sounds terrible. Like that sounds terrible, dude. There's no way I would even consider that. Like like you said. Eating and drinking is like possibly the greatest. I would, life I would rather I would rather lose my hearing than lose my taste. What'd you say as you're stuffing your mouth with like nacho cheese Doritos? I would. I'm dead serious. Oh, yeah, I would rather so. lose my hearing. Jesus. <laughs> Um, Tony Barker says, being that this is the conference championship weekend in the NFL, who do you have going to the Super Bowl? I'm, I'm just going Niners all the way, dude. I hope the Niners actually win the whole thing. Uh, so we, me and Jordan just got off long balls making our picks. I, I'm going Chiefs and Eagles. So I'm actually kind of backing off. I've been picking Bengals 49ers the whole time, pretty much the whole playoffs. Um, but I don't know. I, I just got a feeling the favorites are going to win it's Chiefs and Eagles. Chiefs, Jordan? Are, Chiefs are not the favorite, just so you know. Well, I mean the one seed. They, they are two and a half point dog at home. Uh, I'm gonna. I went Bengals and Eagles. So, yeah, nothing, nothing too exciting. Well, I'm, I'm rolling with Matt from Extra Cooler, and I'm going with. Uh, I'm I hope going, the Niners win. I'm rooting yeah, for the Niners. I'm going with the Niners. Uh, Tony Barker also hit us with with Sami Zayn's popularity at its peak right now. Can you make the case that he should be the one to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? We we already kind of we already kind of did this. Um let me just make sure there's nothing on the question that we didn't answer. Would Sami not winning hurt the stock of the potential winner like to, like a Cody Rhodes uh starting to feel like Daniel Bryan 
Mania. Yeah, this is exactly there, what we there, talked yeah, about. We yeah, we talked about it. There's a way. Obviously, Sammy's the big fan favorite right now. It just depends on how you do it. There's a way that Sammy loses and it damages whoever ends up winning, and there's a way that Sammy could lose and you know everybody still feels good about who ends up winning. So it's yeah. all in the execution. All right. Who's your favorite person who's won the Rumble? Bret Hart. It's got to be Bret, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Bret. Or Roman. I mean, I like, I mean, obviously. You like, like Roman more than Bret? No, I mean, but no. I'm just to have a little diversity, not just to pick Bret. You what like Roman you, better than Seth? No, Seth winning the Rumble okay. was mage. You're right. So I'm just going to go for this just because of the way I felt when it happened. I'm going to go with uh, Cena returning and winning uh, in 2008 because he had only been out three months and everybody assumed he was out for eight. So I'm going to go with that for my favorite winner. Zach also asks, I'm going to toss this one to you first, Jordan. If you can drink any bourbon right now, which bourbon would it be? Um, so I'll give you three pours that I really enjoy right now. Um, good old times, watermelon, blueberry is one of my favorite pours right now. Whoa. That's different. I have a bottle of Elijah Craig. It's a store pick, um, barrel proof, uh, from a local store here. And then, um, bomb burgers, uh, 2022 release. You got, you guys are talking about me liking lingo and verbiage and stuff, dude. The Jordan's dropping. Oh, it's, it's, it's barrel proof. It's, uh, all, all this, he's got all the bourbon lingo. I mean, yeah, I want to remind you guys also, his name actually is Zach Hertz. I said Zach Squirtzler earlier. It's what I always say to just be funny. But yeah, he has Zach Hertz. So I'll put some respect on his name. Yeah, put some respect on I go with Maker's Zach Mark, Hurst's man, name. for my favorite bourbon. I've tried a lot of different bourbons, but to me, Maker's Mark is still my favorite. Cool. Yeah, I have to go with Maker's Mark. I'm not really a bourbon person, but I probably drink more Maker's Mark than I mean, any other bourbon. You guys better be ready because we're going to do some bourbon tasting <laughs> that weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Uh, Sam, Sam bro says, did Seth try a bagel that's not from a bag on the shelf at Walmart yet? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've tried bagels at little like breakfast. They're like, where I, they probably come from bags, like stuff at like con- like conferences. I feel like every time I get a bagel, it's at a work situation. Oh right? yeah. Then it's like the like, plain, you know, those at, are like plain. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like it's always at like some sort of work Basic event bagels. where they got a little spread of like snacks and coffee and they'll yeah. have bagels and cream cheese there. And it's like. Fuck, I'm desperate. Like, yeah, just, those are those are just like bites of this fucking. Yeah, bagel. they literally just went to like Sam's Club and bought like the yeah. big bag of bagels, um, and like dumped them out on that tray. Uh, Sambro also says, Sheena, what's the goal of the farm life? Do you see yourself taking on larger animals like sheep or even cows? Um, yeah, definitely. So, if we end up moving from this place that we're at now, um, obviously we have you know a long term plan, and uh, you know if we end up back in Kentucky, we got about seventy acres in Kentucky. Yeah, we potentially so, move back to you. Yeah, so Seth's parents' property. Um, you know they've said we've got a place there if we want to go live there. You know as our forever home or whatever. Um, and if we get there, then I'll definitely expand and get some more ruminants. Definitely some sheep or uh, and I mean I want I want a dairy cow for sure. Like that's something that I really want to to do, which is why I got dairy goats. We have Nigerian dwarf goats right now. Um, and that's going to be my first livestock animal that I'm going to learn to milk and, you know, breed and all that kind of stuff. So I'm super excited about that. We'll be breeding our Nigerian dwarfs, uh, this summer. So stay tuned for, stay tuned for that. But yeah, ultimately the goal is just to one, just enrichment for our lives. I think the closer you can get to nature and just like, you know, the closer you can get to your food. Um, it's just, it's just a really enlightening and enriching and, um, good experience for everybody. Just, I think it's just beneficial in so many ways. Um, I'm not going to nerd out on you guys, but also just being able to grow some of your own food and, you know, save on groceries and be a little more self-sufficient and, you know, remind the, uh, listeners where they can follow along. Yeah. You can find me at 
Penny Acre, just like it sounds, P-E-N-N-Y, A-C-R-E, uh, Backyard Farm at uh, on Instagram. And it's right there in the Chick Foley bio. Yeah. So that's probably the easiest way to get there. But yeah, so we have, you know, I have a lot of long-term goals. Uh, obviously, it's just one of those things that you just kind of progressively have to do because if you take on too much at once, it can really overwhelm you. And once, once things start to collapse on a homestead, it really starts to, to pile up in, in horrible ways. So it's really going to depend on how many times we can get Jordan to come out here every year. Yeah. Like he's, it's, you know, it's how many, rest, how many wrestling yeah. events do we have in the year? That yeah. We, we got to get, if we can get Jordan out here a good, like four to five times a year, we could probably keep the progress going. Yeah. So I have to, so we're going to be moving our, our fence line up along the side of our house. Obviously I'm going to hire a professional. I don't, I don't expect Jordan. Ouch. To, I don't expect Jordan. To, I mean, if Jordan wants to come do it by all means, like, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm sure Jordan would. Are you uh, saying I'm not a professional? Yeah, I don't know. Have you ever have you ever moved a fence before, bro? I, if you can, I moved, probably save, probably save us a lot of money. We'll, we'll put in the sweat equity, and you know, I moved a lot buy, of buy things some... in my life, fences included. So um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to take on that big of a job though at the Phelps Farm. So um, yeah, maybe hire a professional so I don't knock so, down we're, that we're gonna, track. That one we're out. gonna yeah, we're gonna subcontract the fence out. But then when it comes time to build the actual like rabbit colony, um, we're gonna have Jordan come out and uh, and you know build the the rabbit run. For us, you know so. what the crazy thing is, is all the listeners probably think like I'm some kind of like master handyman, but usually the jobs you guys have me do is like just stuff that people don't want to do or don't want to <laughs> fuck it up. Like that's usually the jobs you guys have me do, like replacing the weather stripping on your doors. Like it, I, I seriously have done something at every house you guys have lived at that I've been to it. And I've been to the Hawaii house, the Virginia house, and now the Tennessee house. And every single time I've done something that I've been there, you've, so. you've made your you've made your mark everywhere everywhere you've been. Yeah, I, that's yeah. how I keep my room and board. That's right. I, I will give Seth some props. You know, like I said, we're first time homeowners. We've always rented, so anytime we've ever had like serious home problems, we've always just been able to call and have somebody come out and fix it for us. So we, we've never really developed those hardcore like handyman skills. Uh, but you know, we've had a couple of things that have come up here at, at the house, just like little stuff. And you know, Seth Seth's been the the handyman. He's turning into Tim the Toolman Taylor. So. If there's a YouTube video, I can generally get it done. Yeah. So you know, we're we're learning. So we're we're building a homestead and learning. You know, home repairs at the same time. Still pissed off at Jordan. You know, peek behind the curtain. Jordan's also our insurance agent, and I call him like you know, like when the fucking hose went out on the sink, and I'm like, hey man, do <laughs> it was I just Thanksgiving. like do I just like text you a picture of the receipt? And he still hasn't reimbursed me on any of these little home repairs I've been making. So I'm kind of <laughs> fucking pissed off with this whole insurance deal. I told you insurance. I told you insurance is uh is not for not for everyone. Remember when yeah. I called you, Jordan, and said, "Hey man, I'm replacing a couple doorknobs in the house, man. Where do I send the receipts?" <laughs> Yeah, how could I forget? It's always great getting a phone call from you about little home repairs because I'm not there to do it for you. It's great. <laughs> but I mean, having said all that, like, I, I love that I get to do stuff with you guys at your house, even if it is like what you guys consider um, slave work. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just we really don't make a point of it. it's just it's always been just coincidental that Jordan just happens to be here when some shit's going down, dude. So. Yeah, or we, you know what, the, you know what it really is is that you know Seth. It's when Seth's off work. Like when you come out, typically Seth's got a few days off of work. So we and got so, some extra time. To so knock we shit actually, out. yeah, we have extra time to knock shit out. So we actually just knock it out, and you just happen to be here. I, I but, love uh, doing it. Though. I love it's, helping. It's you guys. become it's become a thing now. So now we have to make sure we we keep up the tradition. You know, I mean, so. you guys have never charged me a stay at your place. So and I've I, like I said, I've been to all three houses, I, so I can't complain. 
I got That's to go right. to send you the Airbnb and, link for this WrestleMania weekend, dude. So. Yeah, and did I uh, did I not show you guys an amazing time? Was I not the hostess with the mostest, like giving you guys the full blown tour guide experience of Oahu while you guys were in Hawaii? That was oh yeah, that was a know. blast until the Super Bowl, and then it just quickly went downhill after that. Yeah, you're like, get me off this and then, freaking island. And then Sheen almost killed you in Nashville, man. So, yeah. you know, you got both sides of the coin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. go back and listen to the uh, Pod Warrior SummerSlam issue. That uh, or was episode a fun episode. If you haven't listened that to that, go back That's and listen to really that. That's a really good episode. Jordan, it's definitely the closest I've come to dying in the last probably 20 years. Yeah, Jordan's beautiful wife, Ari, joined us on the podcast and uh, gave, gave all her insight from that weekend as well. So if you haven't listened to the, the Pod Warrior SummerSlam episode, definitely Go back. I'm I'm honored that Seth said that's the closest he's come to die in the past couple years because I drove him to um, Knoxville when we went to NWA and when we got back he's like Jesus Christ got Dale Earnhardt behind the wheel thought I was gonna yeah you guys you guys I were mean, legit mad at each other when you got back we came because- cl- we came close to a couple like rear engine folks and like but I feel like all those were gonna be like you know probably like super fender benders like sheena had a set up to get straight up fucking t-boned into hell dude like we were gonna get t-boned right alongside of like a 40 foot fucking ravine dude. so what's totally that? yeah like i didn't feel super safe when you were driving but it was never to i never felt like my life was in peril what's that black object that's moving 70 miles an hour can't be a car out this far yeah, might as well pull out and see, make sure. <laughs> you guys remember when I missed the turn and drove all the way around the mall in like that hellacious Nashville yeah, trip? I don't know what the hell you were on that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Johnny JB hit us with another one. Do you think Tom Brady will return to the Pats? I could see it. I think I think the Raiders probably makes a little bit more sense if he's still interested. If winning a Super Bowl is the number one goal, I think the Raiders make the most sense. If he's just wanting to put a cap on his career – I think the Patriots would be fine. There'll be low expectations if he goes back. It'll be a love fest all season long. Uh, but I don't even know if that's Belichick's mo. You know, I don't. I feel like Brady might want that, and Belichick might not want it, man. Um, but it would be kind of cool to see him go back and just do one last season with the Patriots, and then ride off into the sunset for good. I just don't think Tom Brady's going to play out a season where he doesn't think he at least has a chance to win a Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, he abandoned his family for the sport, so I mean, you know, I'm sure he just and he just he enjoys the family. game. I think his family abandoned him, if anything. Wait, so what, where do you think he goes, Jordan? I, I say Raiders. Man. I, what still, do you think? I still think the Raiders as well, man. I, it just makes too much sense. Brady would slay in Las Vegas, dude. And Gronk's coming back if he goes to Vegas. That would be Gronk's yeah, ideal landing cool. spot. All right, and that wraps up listener mail for this week. All right, thanks a lot for all the awesome uh, questions, guys. Again, uh, Pop Foundation will be going uh, live tomorrow night, so we'll get some. Uh, we'll Pod get a warriors, yep. post up. Yeah, Pod Warriors. My bad. Miller Lite starting to kick in. Uh, Pod Warriors will be going live tomorrow night. We'll get a post up in the Facebook group tomorrow asking for additional listener mail for that. It's going to be all Royal Rumble talk. Um, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media. You can find me at uh, Chick Foley on Instagram. Marco runs the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show on the only official Twitter app that there is. Uh, you can find our Pod Foundation brothers over at Pod Foundation. If you're interested in following any homestead farming content, anything like that, follow me at Penny Acre Backyard Farm. We got to put out the APB for Marco. He still hasn't. He hasn't seen he the still message. Hasn't seen those messages now, so. Yikes, Marco. Marco, hope hope you're doing good, dude. Yeah. Like, we're, we'll check yeah, on Marco worried, as soon as we get done yeah, we'll... recording, guys. Yeah, because he, uh, he's off the grid. He didn't sign up for the Royal Rumble Lotto in the group either. So, Oh, man. Thoughts and prayers. Okay. He texted me we today, gotta, though. Okay, so that's good. He's around. Yeah, okay. I got I a text from Marco. Right, but we got yeah. to find, yeah. find Marco. 
All right. Um, and now it's time for the uh, main event of the episode. I'm going for a to extend my current record streak of six episodes to seven. Sheena, hit me with your best shot. All right. Again, these are all chosen at random. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now it's become a thing. Like every time I pull a card and I see what the question is, I'm just I'm already guessing whether or not Seth is going to get it right. I predicted that he will get this one right, but you never know. So, Seth, your trivia question for tonight is at the 1991 Survivor Series. Who won the WWF title? Oh, Jesus. It was the gravest challenge. Ric Flair helped out The Undertaker, who tombstoned Hulk Hogan onto a steel chair and pinned him for the one, two, three to win the world championship. You got it. Seven straight, baby. Let's go. Who's next? All right, Jordan, hit us with some closing thoughts before we close out this episode. Uh, be safe this weekend. Enjoy the Royal Rumble, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.